It's Friday, May 12th, 2023. Welcome to episode 52 of the Alameda Postcast, an audio service of the Alameda Post. I'm your host, Scott Peeler. That's right, the Postcast is now over a year old. Our first episode was back on April 29th of last year. In addition to our regular episodes, we've also featured three special episodes, including last week's sit-down with Elisa Rosera and John Brennan of the Alameda Warming Shelter. Thanks again to Elisa and John. In this edition of the Postcast, the Planning Board approves a 309-unit low-income housing development for Alameda Point. South Shore residents are not happy with rent increases due to construction. A pair of shootings leaves no one injured. The Portola Festival is coming back, and Alamedans wonder if the noise will return as well. If your allergies seem worse, you're not alone. Details on Alameda's bridges and why one of them is unique in all of the United States. Plus, a look at events this Mother's Day weekend. These stories and more on this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Our top story, on Monday, May 8, the Planning Board unanimously approved a project that will bring 309 housing units to Alameda Point. The project is called Rebuilding Existing Supportive Housing at Alameda Point and goes by the acronym RESHAPE. The project is bordered by Midway Avenue, Ardent Way, Avenue B, and Pan Am Way and will replace 200 deteriorating Navy dormitory units in the Main Street neighborhood. This is basically the area that sits in between Almanac Brewing and Main Street. Reshape will eventually provide units designated for low-income, very low-income, and extremely low-income residents. I say eventually because at this moment the area lacks the necessary infrastructure to support the development. The first step will be to install water, sewer, electric, communications, and stormwater drainage. The city is at the beginning of an eight-year housing cycle, and the Reshape campus will be constructed in phases over those next eight years. The project's partners include the Alameda Point Collaborative, Building Futures with Women and Children, and Operation Dignity. The three organizations respectively focus on families, women and children escaping domestic violence, and services to veterans. The developer is Midpen Housing Corporation. The project now moves on to City Council for final approval. For a complete look at the reshape project, including maps of the area and the proposed layout, see Karen Jensen's article at alamedapost.com news. While you're there, be sure to check out Adam Gillett's article and accompanying pictures of the opening of Dignity Village, the transitional housing facility located at 2350 5th Street. Last week, Karen Jensen reported on the City Council meeting that addressed the Community Needs Assessment. Also during that meeting, Council heard from numerous tenants of South Shore Apartments who strongly objected to the property owner's application to recover approximately $24 million of capital improvement costs through rent increases. The tenants petitioned for an emergency moratorium on the capital improvement project pass-through. Unlike other Bay Area cities that limit the pass-through to tenants at 50%, Alameda allows property owners to recoup 100% of the costs. The City Council held a special meeting on the subject Thursday night. Look for Ken Durr's article on this developing story at alamedapost.com news. This month, Alameda police have already responded to two reports of shots fired. Neither of the incidents resulted in any injuries. On Monday, May 1st, APD received a call about an attempted shooting that occurred near the roadway in on Webster Street. Shell casings were found in the motel parking lot. Surveillance footage and guest interviews determined that one person fired a handgun several times at another person. Both parties left the area, and APD determined that the intended victim was unharmed. No motive for the shooting has been discovered, and no arrests have been made. This past Tuesday morning, a local resident confronted men who were allegedly trying to steal his catalytic converter. Gunfire was exchanged, neither party was injured, and the alleged thieves left the scene. APD reminds residents if you are a witness to a crime, do not place yourself in harm's way. Get to a safe place, call 911, and be a good witness. Find the shooting report at alamedapost.com news. I have a memory of last September. 
It was nighttime, Saturday, September 24th. My wife and I were wondering who was throwing an outrageously loud party. Or was it someone testing the subwoofers in their car? It wasn't until later that night we realized it was actually the sounds of the Portola Festival taking place at Pier 80 in San Francisco. We all got a good lesson in sound transmission across water and how bass frequencies are really good at penetrating structures. After the festival, Mayor Marilyn Ezzie Ashcraft shared her concerns with San Francisco Mayor London Breed's office. Well, now we'll get to see, or more accurately hear, what, if anything, will be done for the next round, because the Portola Festival is back this year, Saturday, September 30th, and Sunday, October 1st. Last year, the festival organizers issued an apology, indicating that the first-time festival did not account for the fact that sound, especially low-frequency sound, travels exceedingly well across eight miles of unobstructed water. Side note, colder water temperatures actually make it worse. So mark your calendars, September 30th and October 1st. So far, the festival website hasn't mentioned any noise abatement protocols, so we wait and see. To keep tabs on the festival and revisit the events of last year, see alamedapost.com news. As someone who works with their voice, I'm very sensitive to changes in the air, and lately there's definitely something in the air, namely pollen and a lot of it. Our health correspondent, Denise Lum, has noticed it too. Turns out that pollen season is actually getting longer. A University of Utah study published in 2021 found that in comparison to 1990, allergy season now begins almost three weeks earlier in the year and lasts about a week longer. During the nearly 30-year span, pollen counts increased by 21%. Thus, we are now suffering longer and more intensely. Why? According to the authors of the study, climate change is definitely having an impact. So if you're suffering, what can you do? Denise has some great tips and resources. She also has a lot of tissues. Find her article at alamedapost.com features. At the risk of being obvious, Alameda is an island, and the waters around us are busy with maritime traffic. That means bridges, specifically drawbridges. In fact, there are six drawbridges here on the island, although one, the Fruitvale Railroad Bridge, is no longer in use. You may remember that February's power outage resulted in some of the bridges being stuck in the open position. This snarled traffic for a while and had many of us wondering exactly how it happened. Well, our own Liz Barrett spent time with bridge tender Robert Silva. Mr. Silva explained that during the outage, Park and High Street were already in the up position when the outage hit. The bridges are under the jurisdiction of the Coast Guard, and maritime law states that an inoperable bridge is to remain open to vessel traffic until the bridge is again operational. Silva pointed out that the two bridges being stuck open was really quite the freak occurrence, something he's never seen in 16 years on the job. The article is a fascinating look at something most of us don't think about, right down to how much manual work is involved. Here's another item you might be unaware of. One of our bridges is unique in all of America. The Bay Farm Island Bicycle Bridge is the only drawbridge exclusively for bicycles and pedestrians in the United States. Look closely the next time you're over that way. It is a separate structure. Many drawbridges feature a pedestrian and bicycle lane, but as part of the main unit, not on Bay Farm. Follow along as Robert Silva shows Liz the, dare I say, ups and downs of being a bridge tender. Find her articles at alamedapost.com news. Mother's Day weekend upon us. Lots going on. Let's spend a little extra time looking at ways to celebrate. How about spending some time walking and learning about the history of Bay Farm Island? Dennis Evanoski's three-part walking tour comes to a conclusion on Sunday with Bygone Bay Farm. The developers arrive. This is the same tour that was presented on Saturday, May 6th. After exploring the early history of Bay Farm in previous walks, Dennis takes a look at how Bay Farm transitioned from farmland to residential. The tour lasts a little over 90 minutes. To reserve your tickets, visit alamedapost.com tours. Dennis has already provided some great background with his article entitled Building Out Bay Farm Island. From the early developments in the 40s through the townhome developments of the 60s and 70s, the dealings of the Concerned Citizens Committee, and on into what we now know as modern Bay Farm. As always, Dennis spills some great historical tea as we meet the cast of characters behind now-familiar landmarks. 
Find the story at alamedapost.com history. This Saturday, take mom to Germany without even leaving the island as Almanac Beer Company presents their first annual MyFest. German music, great food, and of course, beer. The event is free and open to all ages. AlamedaPost.com slash events, your source for happenings all across the island. Christ Episcopal Church presents their second annual community art show, May 14th and 21st, open to the public with proceeds benefiting the Midway Shelter. The Food Bank Players present a double feature of Pyramus and Thisbe, along with a Midsummer Night's Dream. This weekend, find them at Franklin Park, 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday, with a Mother's Day matinee Sunday at 2. Saturday night, join the West End Arts District and Art Reach as they present The Art of San Quentin, a 45-minute guided art walk showcasing artworks made by death row inmates at San Quentin. The event is free, but reservations are strongly recommended. Head to the Frank Bett Center as they participate in the East Bay Open Studios project, as well as hosting Alameda on camera. Get active with Mom at the Mother's Day 5K and 10K at Carica Park. You can pick up your bib early at Lauren's Closet on Friday and Saturday from 10 to 5. There's plenty of family fun as well. As always, make alamedapost.com events your go-to for events across the island. Wanted to take a moment to give a brief shout-out to the folks at Payton Elementary. Congratulations on your Payton Pelicasts. Keep up the great work. Good to know the next generation of reporters is already getting it done. Thanks for supporting local news for Alameda. Join us as a member, if you would, alamedapost.com slash memberships. Remember, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Mastodon, as well as our own subreddit. Find the postcast wherever you get your podcast, or simply tell your smart device to play the Alameda Postcast podcast. I'm Scott Peeler. I'll be back next Friday with episode 53 of the Alameda Postcast. Until then, happy Mother's Day to all the moms, stepmoms, grandmoms, moms-in-law, and moms-in-fact.